Effective with your double E, Ina Esco, episode nine. And I have a wonderful, wonderful lady with me in the studio today, kicking off Women's History Month. My good friend TJ with Fresh Touch Publicity. How are you, lady? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Now, if you don't know, podcast audience, TJ specializes in the world of PR, public relations. Yes. Don't you love it? I do. I do. How long have you been doing PR? I have been doing PR. I've had my own company. This will be my seventh year com- coming up in June. And then I did it for maybe uh, two years prior. So okay. maybe a good nine years, I should say, that I've been around the public relations industry. Wow. You know what? When I think of PR, I think of I guess, strategic communications, mm-hmm. um, representing your clients to tell a story, mm-hmm. kind of maybe spin stories mm-hmm. if need be. Mm-mm-mm. No, that's not no. what it is? Well, th- some people have, you know, made that an art form, but that's not Like my... Olivia Pope. Yes, but that's not my reality, and that's not the reality of okay. the people that I know. Like, maybe in that industry, in the government, and, you know political industry that is what is required okay. but not in mind so okay i i deal with um the truth the and truth. not spinning it and acknowledging okay. it and stepping up to it and doing better that's that's okay. my mo okay so you've never had to spin before no maybe you just haven't had that client you had to spin for hallelujah <laughs> because hallelujah. listen one of the things that i do definitely is i try to i i include a crisis communication type of training prior to us working together like I include that because I want you to know that I'm not about to play with you I'm going to charge you double and extra if I have to come and fix a crisis that you willingly participated in Mm -hmm. some things you know of course you can't control but some things that you just reckless in doing Mm -hmm. yeah I'm going to be upset about that so I'm going to teach you before we even get out here okay control yourself that's like making you work harder and it's not even necessary exactly Okay, so as a PR professional, tell us what type of, of services you do provide for your clients. So now I do what I love is the storytelling part, the media training, the you know, going on interviews and, you know, have them come sit and do podcasts like, you know, Ina Esco with the verbally effective podcast. Hey, hey. hey. we're going to have a jingle soon. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, going to the news stations and, you know, magazine interviews and you know, social media interviews or events. Like, mm-hmm. I love the part where they get to sit in front of their someone who is in their core audience and just tell their story about what's going on in their business, what's going on with their brand, what, you know, the future holds and Mm-hmm. I love that part. So that's what I mainly specialize in now, of course. And, of course, crisis communication, mm-hmm. like preventable crisis communication. Like, Let's not do that whole being reckless and, oh, I have a PR person who's going to help clean it up. No, you don't. 
that's what people really think you think? Like oh. you've had people approach you with that mind frame? Absolutely. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Like they want to wild out just to get the attention and want you to fix it. Yes. Like some real deal Olivia Pope. Yes. That is Olivia Pope and um, what's her name? Samantha from Sex in the City. So yes. they have that, that perspective of public relation. I'm like, baby, that's TV, okay? In wow. real life, it's not that easy, okay? That is something serious. I never thought about it like that. Now, you have multiple clients. Tell us what types of industries your clients are currently in. They are in entertainment, ironically, um, on a on smaller scale. I never really wanted to I'm get into... I was about to into, say, why do you say ironically? I, I never wanted to get into um, entertainment because I initially started my PR company in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. I... Oh, my God. The people there were just... You know, they're all up and coming. And Plenty of entertainers to, there. Yes, but they want you to work with them. And we come up together. And that doesn't pay my bills. Oh, yeah. For the free. Like, everyone. For the, for the Everybody discount. had to come up in Atlanta. So I was like, mm-hmm. no. So I had a mentor who was like, okay, why don't you go back to Tennessee? And I'm like, what? I don't know about that. And so I came back to Tennessee because of all of the um, business and entrepreneur programs that were like pushing out, you know, new businesses, mm-hmm. new entrepreneurs, new apps, all types of, you know, like Starco, those types of, um, I guess, programs mm-hmm. had all of these new businesses. And mm-hmm. so she said, why don't you go to Memphis and work with those? Like, as they leave those programs, they'll be ready for public relations assistance. So I'm like, yeah. So I work with here. Of course, we are like the mecca of nonprofits. So yes, we are. Yes, I love the nonprofit work. And then, as I said, lately I've been coming up with um, entertainment and lifestyle brands, but they know what's up. <laughs> they know what's up. What what's up with that, TJ? <laughs> they understand that you know they can't be out here reckless and saying and doing whatever so they're very responsible with their brand and they Mm -hmm. understand their role and they respect my role and we just have a beautiful mesh a beautiful mesh beautiful mesh i believe that because you do not play now (laughs) ladies and gentlemen i met tj um i want to say we really first met on twitter yes we were you know we're avid tweeters and um had conversations and TJ sent me a message and asked me would I be interested in joining the mastermind group. Yes. Now, for those that don't know, tell everybody what that mastermind group So was. it's basically a group of people. You know, you can, I guess, create it however you want. But I created a master, the mastermind group for business, and um, it was called Faith in Business Mastermind Group. Mm-hmm. So it was business women or women with the business mind frame and who had faith. And we just were a support system for each other. Like we held each other accountable. We set goals. We had things we wanted to do. And then we met and we said, hey, did you do it? Did you not do it? Like this podcast was a part of. (laughs) Right. For the longest. I did it, TJ. I did did it. I'm so excited for you. I kept badgering you. When are you going to do it? Yes, you did. When are you going to do it? You've been very instrumental in me starting this podcast, TJ. And I thank you. I thank you so much because I needed that push. I needed that motivation. So if you are listening to me now, this woman is marvelous. Hire her today. <laughs> yes. I love and you're on episode nine, so you're episode killing it. Nine. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you too Thank because you. you know, I was involved with the mastermind group and I was also a recipient of being one of the heroin legacy Yay. members on last year. And now I want you to tell everyone what the Heroin Legacy Award is and how you've selected the women. So the Heroin Legacy 
it started off with me. I just wanted to do something to honor the Women's History Month. And so I didn't want to do it in a traditional way of, you know, celebrating and honoring the Rosa Parks and the Coretta Scott Kings. And, you know, because we always do that. Right. Because nothing's wrong with that. But of course, we always do that. And I just want to do something different. And so each year it would come by so quick. And I'm like, wait, it's already March. What am I going to do? And so one year, um, I, so before I created my own mastermind group, I was a part of another group. It wasn't a mastermind, but it was similar, which is how I decided, let me do my own because they just kind of disappeared. And during that, we were talking talking out kind of me wanting to do something to honor women. And so I was like, you know what? I want to, how about the women of today? How about we honor women of today who's taking advantage of the, the role that was paid for us from the Coretta Sky Kings and the Rosa Parks? Mm-hmm. And so who are doing things today that, you know, they're creating their own legacy. And mm-hmm. so I came up with the name Heroin as a, you know, we're our own heroes. And mm-hmm. I think I came up with another name and then I sent out a survey to some people and everyone chose Heroin Legacy, which I love personally. Mm-hmm. So it worked out. But, you know, I, of course, in PR, you have to do research. Get that feedback. Get that feedback. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so everyone loved the name and that's where I came up with it. And. My first year was 2016, and I had um, eight or nine women. I can't. I think it was nine women, but I didn't do the brunch the first year because mm-hmm. I I wasn't thinking beyond. Like I just did a magazine, and so not only is the the heroin legacy a, I'm I'm just giving you an award. I'm also telling your story. Mm-hmm. So it's not that's how you know I'm different from the rest of you know people who get awards or give give out awards because I want to tell the story, not just the, the and I'm in PR, so I don't want to mm-hmm. hear just the pretty PR mm-hmm. piece of why you're so amazing. So what happened before? Like, mm-hmm. I want to see your flaws and, you know, the great parts and how you got through that. And then now you're this awesome woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like that's how, you know, I get motivated. So I feel like there are, there are other people who would, you know, glean from that too. So that's why I decided to, make it into a magazine and tell the stories of these amazing women like yourself, Miss Ina. And you know what? You really made me open up because like you said, we always want to talk about, I guess, you know, your accolades and Mm -hmm. things like that, but there's a story. How did you get to that part? Mm -hmm. I know you've gone through some things to Mm -hmm. get here. And I really opened up and really since then, TJ, I talk about things like that more from my story. Mm -hmm. I met with some young ladies at Houston high school and I was really just raw and to the point. Mm-hmm. Like, usually, you know, you you try to mm-hmm. kind of cater to your audience, mm-hmm. but not really give them mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. I was giving them everything. And to mm-hmm. me, they received it yes, more. absolutely. Authenticity works. And like my mm-hmm. tagline, where simplicity gets you noticed, you don't have to be all extra or, you know, contrived or trying to do something. Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And being yourself is tell your story. What happened to you? There will be a million people who can relate to that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, the first year was great, of course. (laughs) But the second year where I actually sat down and had those face-to-face interviews with you guys, and you guys were literally spilling your guts to me. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is real. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I was like, this is amazing. And people, you know, the response has been you know, it's therapeutic and there's things they haven't talked about That's with true. people before. And it, and it, and I've received, you know, a lot of feedback from people who read it like, oh, my God, I didn't know that about that person. I mm-hmm. see him in a different light. And or that was my story. 
And now I see there is light at the end of the ta- end of the tunnel. So mm-hmm. it's been great. I love the response, and I and I love it for even little girls because yes. the, which is why this year I've been like instrumental in making sure some young ladies are there. It's more specifically from my alma mater, Hillcrest High School. Mm-hmm. You know, we have about seven girls who've been sponsored to attend. I want them to see that even in that neighborhood, which is you know, crime ridden right across the street in the Pepper Tree and all of that. That even in that community, there are some amazing women that mm-hmm. do great things, and they may not be on, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, Instagram or TV or all of right. that, but they're doing great things in, in your community, fighting for you, fighting for people who look like you, and they're successful. Mm-hmm. I want them to see an alternative of what success looks like in their own community. All right. Like, it's real. They can touch it, you know, from where they are from. And these young ladies need to see that. Absolutely. Because like you said, if we kind of parallel it to social media, mm-hmm. a lot of things on there they don't need to be looking up exactly. to. And they're in a social media-driven world. Exactly. So, so they get to great. see a beautiful Ina Esco. They hear her on the radio, and now mm-hmm. they get to see her, her story, and like, oh, I can be that too. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I love it. Oh, I love heroin. Now, how many recipients do you have this year? This year I have seven. Seven. Seven amazing women. So yes. tell us about them, their names. Oh, yeah, okay. Usually, like story. your year and last year, I mean, last year. It was under before, wraps. Yeah, we kept it under wraps. I did. But the girls this year, or the women, I don't call them girls. The women kept asking, like, when are you going to reveal? And then, they, you know, they wanted to start promoting. So I was like, well, let's try something different. And. I'll just go ahead because I was so excited anyway. And I'm always excited like, oh, I got to wait. I got to wait. Um, so I decided, you know, February 1st is to reveal the honorees. So it has been a great response. We have, okay, Miss Brittany Thornton. She's has a nonprofit, Juice Orange Mound. She does a lot of work. She's in education. We have Alyssa Payton. She's assistant principal at KIPP. Oh, my God. Her story is so compelling. I can't wait to meet her. <sighs> Her story is so compelling. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it or read it, rather. Um, we have LaShondra Robinson. She has um, You Can of Memphis. She's mm-hmm. the anti-bully advocate I around Memphis. I love her. We have Karen Malone. She was a client. She's mm-hmm. a um, professional uh, slam poet, and she travels around the United States mm-hmm. and kills the poetry scene. Matter of fact, she will be in Dallas after the brunch to represent Memphis for the Women of the World Poetry um, event. We have Meredith Rucker. She is like, she works at Lemoyne, your alma mater. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's instrumental in bringing back like um, this, uh, I can't think of the name of it. It's a um, like basically a, a church service or something for first and second year students. Um, okay. I can't think of Chapel? It. Chapel. There you okay. go. Chapel. I remember Chapel, yeah. honey. At Lemoyne. Chapel. Lemoyne. Yes. She was instrumental in bringing that back. I to didn't Lemoyne. know it left. Yeah. It did. Okay, well, I'm glad she, she right. did that. Right, it back. Like... And who else? Oh, I have a, a Chanel, Chanel Frazier. Now, she lives in Clarksdale, but I'm, cons- you know, even Mid though South. it's. Right, so it's Mid-South, the surrounding areas, but oh, she is like the, the sunshine every day, all day. Mm-hmm. I met her at a conference, a, a church conference, and she was just a just ball of energy, a ball of just, she smiles all the time. She's legit one of those people that smile all the time. So I love her, and her testimony is amazing as far as what she, she her love for God, her love for communications and how she's merged the two together. And it's one more because I have seven. Oh, Candice. 
Candice Gray. She is the communications director at uh, Freedom Prep, you know, the one of the number one charter schools in Memphis. Yes. So she has been instrumental in making sure everyone knows Freedom Prep is their deal. And not only that, she has a her story is compelling as well, mm-hmm. and she's from their area. So that's how amazing it is that you're from their area and you get to work in exactly. that area and tell the story. It doesn't stories. always happen like it that. It doesn't. And it's like her idea position, too. So it was, uh, I cried at her interview. We, we were boohooing mm-hmm. in the middle of her interview. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited. And the date is around the corner. Yes. Next Saturday, March next 10th. Next Saturday, March 10th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I will be there. I'm so excited yes. about it. So at this time, I kind of want to jump back into the world of public relations because I've always wondered certain things. Do you feel that it's hard to explain what a PR professional does for people? Absolutely. Why is that so hard? Because you do so many things? Absolutely. It's not like a one-stop shop anymore. We segue into all types of marketing, advertisement, and so it's hard to, to explain or get people to really understand because they're just set on... You know, you're someone that's contriving a story. Like that's where they, that's where they, they, they want to sit at, and they don't want to like open their minds to something mm-hmm. else. And so, I just say we relate to the public, your public, mm-hmm. your specific public. So Ina's public may not be the same as TJ. TJ's public may not be the same as Bob. You know, so mm-hmm. whoever your public is, that's who we try to relate to. So. Your public may be, you know, listen to only online radio shows or podcasts. My public may listen to, you know, just news on the TV. Someone else public may just be on social media. So it's just wherever your public is, we try to park there mm-hmm. and relate to them in some type of way, communicate with them so they can buy the product, be, you know, ambassadors for your brand or, you know, whatever the goal is for that client. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now, you mentioned that, you know, you you wear many hats with the PR business. You mentioned advertising, but it's a big difference between, Mm -hmm. I guess, traditional advertising Mm -hmm. and PR. Can you kind of explain that to the listeners? So so how it used to be explained to us is PR is getting a third party to tell, to say on your behalf that you're great and you're amazing and that this product is great. Advertising is you saying it yourself. Okay. So okay. I'm telling you, my product is great versus um, you allowing me to be on your podcast. You're saying, mm-hmm. I think TJ is great. And that's like, and, and that would be more genuine. It, it probably Absolutely. Would. Because the people who are listening, they trust Ina. So mm-hmm. Ina says she's good. I listen to Ina. I fool with Ina. So mm-hmm. I'm going to roll with what Ina says. Like, I trust her. So you saying it on your own, like, mm, I don't really know her. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's. That's that's the easiest that I've been able to explain because that's how it was explained to me when I was, you know, going to school for all of this good stuff. This good stuff. Now, so much has changed since you've been to school and in this business. And I mean, I think on every podcast we talk about social media because Mm -hmm. it's like totally, you know, taken over. Mm -hmm. And so what would you say to a potential client that is saying to you, well, do I really need a PR professional? Because I could just utilize my social media, you know, because people really think that's all they need. They do. And I said, okay, because you can use that, but why not have a public relations person in your arsenal to combine that? Because mm-hmm. if you 
add the social media in addition to the public relations campaign efforts, strategic communication, then you have a marriage made in heaven if right. you can do both. So, and if they don't want to, I just say, okay, well, good luck. I still like your pictures and we'll move on. Mm-hmm. Has social media hindered your business in any way or has it, you know, I guess catapulted it? It has helped for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it, I guess it's a, a even exchange because you do get a lot of people who just think they can do it on their own. And mm-hmm. I've had clients in the past who, you know, got to a point where they will pay you up until this point, but I see what you do, so I think I can do it really? now. Yes, that's so interesting for my life. So I say, yeah, go ahead, girl. Good luck. Go ahead, my guy. So, okay, let's say... I'm a new client. Are we getting on a contract or is that how it goes? Or? Well, it depends on what you want in your, I guess, your budget. Mm-hmm. Um, as of lately, I've been doing a lot more of project-based, which I love because that way I'm not focused solely on a particular client for an extended amount of time. It has I'm, a start and end date. Yes. And so that's great because I like change and I like to do mm-hmm. things differently every day. And so that's kind of great and so I can pop in and out as they need me and you know it just works for their budget and it works mm-hmm. for you know mm-hmm. my mental and you're the vessel to all of the visuals the audio you have great relationships with people in the media at the news stations I in do. the radio stations I do like when you call them up they're like it's TJ <laughs> who do know. you have for me as a guest TJ I, right so the not so much as a call but the emails yeah hey girl you know, and because I have to be a source, a resource for them, too. So I mm-hmm. I don't only call them when I have someone who wants to come on. I'm like, okay. what do you need? Who, mm-hmm. who What are you going? What are you working on this week? Mm-hmm. And so they may tell me, oh, I have someone for that. Oh, I know another. You know, I have my sisters and brothers who are in PR, too, and they have clients who can, you know, get in. I'll mm-hmm. say, hey, I know someone and I'll pitch it for them or, you know, connect them as well, because, you know. Ain't no fun if we all can't get, okay. you know? And you've always <laughs> been about about that, about sharing the wealth. Exactly. Because everybody don't do that. I know. And it's so, so unfortunate because it, why can't we all eat? Why can't we all be winning together? It's so much better when we all win together. It is. Together. It really is. Because you really receive the blessings back, too. You do. So, you do. I know you've been seeing them multiply in your life. Yes, God. Now, let me ask you one more question about PR. Then we're going to have a little fun with this whole PR world. (laughs) How do you measure your success of a a PR campaign? How do you measure it? Well, it it depends on the client and what they want. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to bring them back from from La La Land, rather. You know, because they come in, hey, I want to be in O Magazine. I want to be on Oprah getting... You know, sit down on Sunday Soul. Like, no. These are real conversations. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and it could happen. Oh, when your could. could. Absolutely. But can you, uh, you know, get your, your local audience first? They don't even know who you are around the corner, you know, before mm-hmm. you trying to sh- jump shoot. I think uh, uh, um, Oprah's in L.A. now or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was about to say Chicago. So mm-hmm. you trying to jump positions and jump steps. So, yeah, I have to bring them back down to reality. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so here's what we're working with. So it just depends on what they want the campaign. It, it just varies. The metrics mm-hmm. vary. So it could mm-hmm. be if you have an event. And I'm not big on, like, numbers of people who show up at the event. I'm more about impact. Mm-hmm. So when these people who came to your event, whether it's 100, whether it's 10, what 
what do you want them to get out of coming to your event? And did that happen? So right. we, you know, create those metrics and goals or t- whatever to to determine what we want from them. And then we'll see if we reach them then. And it mm-hmm. could be in a, it could happen at the event. We can tell or see right then or something that we, you know, have to determine in a survey after the event. Mm-hmm. It just, it's, it varies. It just depends mm-hmm. on, you know, the client and what they want. Yeah, it seems like it varies, too, because you said you're doing um, you like to do more project based Mm -hmm. projects now um, versus let's say you had like a a solid client you've been working with for a long Mm -hmm. time and you understand their goals and what they're trying to achieve. It it seems like the ultimate goal would take time Mm -hmm. and it it has to build Mm -hmm. into that. And that's what people, you know, you say they just want to go straight into old magazine Mm -hmm. and don't work like that. Mm Yes, so. and even when they do go on the news, they think it's automatic, you know, they're about to be big. And I'm like, no, you have to have a still. it's a part of a bigger plan. This is yes. just one aspect of it. So, you know, you have to really bring them down and, you know, get them to plan. That's one of the biggest hurdles that I come across is people who don't have a plan. They don't have a strategic plan and 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 know how to execute that plan mm-hmm. and know how to be patient with that plan because you definitely have to be patient. And patience is something that you learn in time. I tell you that. It can be hard. It's definitely hard, which is why I incorporate faith in my business mm-hmm. because that helps. It definitely helps mm-hmm. and I have to let them know you just have to have faith. Like mm-hmm. that's part of it. You you definitely have to have faith. Galatians 6:9 that's my my scripture, my quote about um in due time if you do good, you will reap the benefits of it in due season. In due season. In due season. Well, I tell you what, TJ, we got a lot of people popping in the media world right now with, mm-hmm. I consider, <laughs> I would say, I, w- I want to say PR disasters, but really it's all in how the people perceive it. Because yes. let's just talk about a few headlines. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me from a PR perspective, if you think that their PR person did their job or not. Okay. Or if they had one. Or or did they have a <laughs> PR person? Exactly. Okay, so let's first hit on, you know, um the NRA. Okay. You know, they they have been getting um relationships ruined from mm-hmm. all of the recent shootings in schools. Mm-hmm. So when you think about corporate responsibility, mm-hmm. all of these corporations want to cut ties. We're talking about airlines. Mm-hmm. Dick Sporting Goods mm-hmm. was like a recent one everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um do you think that these companies are doing the right thing with their move or long term, is that what they need to do? Well absolutely they're doing the right thing because they at the end of the day they have to protect their brand. And mm-hmm. so the public is outraged right now. And to me, even on a personal level, you have to be crazy to go against kids. Like you have kids who are kids protesting. Kids are standing up. Right, yes, I'm know, loving it. Exactly. And so these kids are saying something needs to be done. And so mm-hmm. it makes sense that these companies and corporations are trying to separate themselves from NRA because they are just saying whatever. And they're st- mm-hmm. and and. I'm okay with people sticking with their guns, no pun intended, <laughs> sticking with, you know. But there has to be some type of compassion, sensitivity level yes. to it. And, you know, a, there has to be some type of way you could have a compromise. Because mm-hmm. they're just like, 
we didn't do it, you know, and right. y'all deal with that. It's not my fault, and that's just not how you handle that at all. Right. Like, when they didn't even vote on it right after it happened, I said they just don't have any respect for these kids. No. It's just awful. Yeah, that's it's hor- That's horrible. Okay, so we think that they're being corporate responsible. The, uh, was, these companies, absolutely. Even okay. even if they don't feel that way <laughs> in real life, it is a very strategic and correct move to mm-hmm. distance themselves from that controversy. Okay. Well, our recent NBA champions, um, the Golden State Warriors, you know, every year the champions go to the White House to Uh visit the president. Absolutely. Well, I don't know if you remember this or not, but President Trump and Stephen Curry had got into a little Mm -hmm. Twitter battle. Of course. And the president disinvited the -hmm. Golden State. Well, maybe I guess specifically Stephen Curry. Uh And he was like, I don't want to go no way. Right. So instead of them going to the White House, they kept their date and they attended the African-American Museum. Mm -hmm. So do you think it was some PR interference with that? Do you think that was a PR move or do you think, what do you think about that? I don't think there was a PR person, you know, navigating that. I think those players really felt that way mm-hmm. and so maybe they said okay this is how we feel okay now you either you know we figure out as a team how to make this you know like we're on the same team about this mm-hmm. or I don't I, I don't think it was a, a point of like someone did it for them or made them do it I think that was something they felt in their heart that they wanted to do mm-hmm. and they did it because what I have noticed the NBA versus the NFL mm-hmm. the NBA they can speak out more on their platform mm-hmm. versus the NFL. You saw how the po- NFL mm-hmm. players got done this oh, past yes. season. I boycotted the entire season. You did. I, did. Well, I had to watch my Cowboys, but <laughs> but I was just so entrenched in it. Like mm-hmm. I want to see what's going to be the next move. Are they going to stand up? Are mm-hmm. they going to kneel? You know, mm-hmm. I was just so into it. But it just seems like okay, Trump was involved in this last mm-hmm. um, subject matter we talked about. Do you think Trump has a freaking PR person because the way he goes off, I don't think he does. If he does, he doesn't care what he or she says. Have you had that situation where you had a client that did not go off of your advice, like comparable to Trump? No, I don't know. Anyway, well, Isn't that I, crazy? That, that's beyond me. Like <laughs> I just can't even imagine. But I have had colleagues who've had difficult clients and they've just had to walk away. Like, there has been the, you know, consensus when we have, like, these, you know, PR groups and, you know, where they talk about and discuss it with us. And, you know, everybody, like, all money is not good money. So, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to cut your losses and walk away because Mm -hmm. if they're not listening, right, then you're doing double extra work unnecessarily because they just want to talk recklessly or do reckless things. And it's not right. It's not great for your brand, which is the whole point of you having a PR person to make sure you navigate that correctly. Right. And when you're the leader of the free world, the whole free world, you would think you would listen to your PR person because we've been mentioning, I've been mentioning Olivia Pope and you can relate that to Mm -hmm. the show scandal. Mm -hmm. And it's all that that show stemmed from the actual PR person for a previous president, Barack Obama's Mm -hmm. president. Okay, So I'm like, does this man listen to his PR? Do he have PR? He probably fired them, huh? Probably. Who knows? Or they probably left themselves. That seems like a rotating door (laughs) in the presidency. Someone's always resigning every time I 
turn on the news. Resigning else. or getting fired. Yes. It's a mess. The whole mm-hmm. pigs thing. It's just it's just a mess. Okay, I don't want to talk about President Obama. He made me sick. Okay. Right. <laughs> Monique. Comedian <laughs> Monique. You know, she's been in the press. Mm-hmm. She doesn't feel that Netflix had, you know, provided her with a fair deal mm-hmm. as far as money. Um, people were comparing her. Well, well, Amy Schumer, which is a white comedian, mm-hmm. received $13 million. Why are you offering me 500000 She's claiming racial and gender bias. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are just wondering, Monique, you haven't been doing anything lately. Why do you feel you should get more money? I mean, it looks to me like, and this is just me, I'm not an expert like you, it looks to me that Monique just wants to be heard. Her and her, her husband is her manager, mm-hmm. and they're going out, and she's telling her story. Or do you think that is a PR move as well? Or no? What do you think about this situation? From a PR perspective, the boycott to say, to call it a boycott or to request that we boycott, I think was a bit. That's what she much. messed up. Right. Now. If you if she wanted to just say I think Netflix is not being fair or X Y Z then maybe okay um, because she is a legend mm-hmm. she is you know a decorated artist comedian you know um, resume actress. proves it, it she does. has an Oscar she does absolutely you can't take that away from her you will never be able to take those yeah. things away from her and so I think personally five hundred dollars. $500,000 was a slap in the face. Like, mm-hmm. really? I and, agree. And as a woman, I appreciate her standing up for us, being the sacrificial lamb for us. Um, I just think if she had a PR person, maybe she would have been able to navigate it better, mm-hmm. I should say. I think it's just her and Sydney. Is that his name, yeah. her husband? They're just out here, you know, saying whatever. And I also, I think, in my personal opinion, that, um, a lot of this reputation, you know. For her working with people. I think it stems from him more so than her. Really? In my opinion. Why do you say that? I just, I don't know. I just feel like when you look at other, you know, husband, wives, management type of ordeal, it just seems like. The lady not calling him. <laughs> daddy. Daddy. <laughs> daddy. Okay, daddy. I'm going to let you talk, daddy. daddy Go ahead. Yeah, then that I was so extra. <laughs> oh, my God. That was right. so extra. Uh, uh. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. So we we voted. She needs a PR person. Yes, she definitely needs a PR person. Okay. Well, how about this? And then I'm gonna make a comparison, and you tell me who has the best PR squad. Okay. Lavar Ball and his sons versus the Kardashians. The Kardashians. The who has the best PR? Yes, oh, Kardashians, the Kardashians. Hands down. Well, what do you think about Lavar's PR tactics? He doesn't have PR. I don't believe that. He's the PR. Exactly. What do you think about how he's navigating? As far as public relations goes, no, he's out of order most Mm -hmm. times. Um, He, you know, he he doesn't know how to properly communicate what it is that he's doing and be relatable to do it, you know? On a personal level, I love LeBron LeVar Ball. <laughs> Shake it up. You know, I love people who are authentic and who, you know, want to change the, the game and, and you know, go that. against the grain. And mm-hmm. so I love people who are very entrepreneur spirited and who are just innovative. And I think I think all of that about him 
on a personal level, and then on a PR, I'm like, oh, you just need someone to just like, you know, really need. Like, just and, be quiet. Yeah, just, say exactly. <laughs> and then, then all of this probably will come to fruition, or you have have at least more supporters, you know, publicly on all of your endeavors. But oh yeah, he, I love him. Me too. He's a handful. He, he seems a handful, he's and hands full. he seems like he has a good handle on his sons. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like they're all very close. And mm-hmm. um, the recent thing is, Lavar said, "Well, my oldest son's contract is up with the Lakers in 2020, mm-hmm. so unless a team wants to give all three of my sons a deal." My oldest won't be back at the Lakers. Oh, wow. I He's like was... forcing their hand. But I'm wondering, is he going to stick with saying? I mean, in 2020, is that really what it is? Wow. I didn't know it was all three. I thought it was just two. Three, girl. Wow. You know, one is already right. in L.A. for mm-hmm. the Lakers, mm-hmm. and the other two are in Lithuania, overseas wow. ball. But I thought the, the, the younger one was too young, and it was a big shit about that because – He's like the youngest American ever to play overseas oh, like really? that. That's what I said. Levar, oh yeah, he did take him out of school. That's right. He never ceases to amaze me. I know. I'm, I love him. I love that he is rocking the boat. I love people who rock the boat, and because it has to start from somewhere. And so right. now the conversation, especially with him saying he wanted to do the whole um, have his own league. I'm loving that. Me too. And, you know, people have been talking about that for years. I don't understand why. I think it's just the person that they don't like him. But mm-hmm. people have been talking about, the, you know, that they feel like college, you know, athletes should be getting paid. And so he's mm-hmm. pre- he wants to create this lane in which after high school, you don't go to college, you could come play in my league and still right. get better and get paid until you're able to get into the NBA. But you see all the controversy, recent controversy with the NCAA, with um, – these coaches, paying these kids, all the stuff mm-hmm. is hitting the fan out. So as a PR professional, do you think his time is now to Hit, yes. penetrate the market? Absolutely. Because all of that has been going on, of course. Right. It's been going now on. Now they want to do something Right. About now it. they want to act like they want to, you know, you know, be the big bad boss and, you know, no. Listen, this mm-hmm. stuff been going on, but here's the perfect time. Because, of course, people want to save face. It's social media is the day and age of, you know, everything's coming out. And we see it real time, real quick, yes, you know. So, yes, he has the perfect time right now to actually execute. And I'm rooting for him to get this this organization off the ground. My only question is how, he will, how will he pay for it mm-hmm. to pay these players? Because I, I forgot the numbers, but he had a set number of how much he wants to pay them. Weekly, and I'm like, wow. So, how, how would he pay for it? Like, mm-hmm. if he can get that money, oh, that's gonna be nice. Yes. I'm sure he can get some sponsors. I'm sure he can somebody too. to get his whole thing but lifted I, it, off. It, it's a matter of like, would they ride with him because of how controversy he is? So that's true. Would they want to risk putting their brand up against that in mm-hmm. order to? But I mean, the bigger picture is for is for the kids or the, mm-hmm. you know the young men. But, um, and how will the institutions feel about about that? Oh, like, is that going to be a, a successful marriage between paying the players, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and you attending the school, paying tuition? How that's going to work? They, uh, we're probably going to see a, a, a more of the top athletes because, of course, those are the ones have, that I guess will be allowed to att- be in his league or whatever it's called. And we'll start Big seeing, league. yeah, Big <laughs> league. we'll start seeing the you know um, 
level two players, you know, mm-hmm. become superstars. I, I think. wanna see it. Yeah. This is gonna be interesting. Maybe by the time my oldest Dallas graduates, we're gonna see what's popping with that. Cause he's already into it. Mom, you know, LeVar Ball has said that we're gonna get paid. Yes. Come I'm on, like, Dallas. Look, I'm like, come <laughs> on, LeVar, what you doing now? Right. These kids watching. Yes. These kids are watching. Yes. Now, when I first asked you about the balls, I said, who did you feel had a better PR team, LeVar Ball or the Kardashians? You immediately said the Kardashians. Absolutely. You immediately said LeVar don't have no PR. No. So the Kardashians, Mm -hmm. these people mainly built their brand off of a child sex tape. Yes. Would you agree with me? Child sex tape? Well, how old was Kim when she put this sex tape out? I think she was an adult. Was she? Yeah, she was an adult. She, she was an adult. Her and Ray J were together. So I said a child. You did say It just seems so long ago. It was. Like I mean, she, she is in. She like, was over 18. Yeah, she. I, they both were definitely over 18. Probably over 21 at that. Okay. But but you see how I immediately thought that and said that, and I know I've heard that. You no, know? Yeah. I've never heard of the child. Like saying, like, her. but they make it seem like like Kim, um, Chris, the mother, uh-huh. pimped her daughter out. Yeah, that's what they're saying. So what do you feel about the whole rise to fame with the Kardashians? Well, I think, I I don't know, because I, I used to watch the show, and so I like to think that they are having, at some point of them doing it so long, that their authentic selves have to come to light. And so I feel like I don't think she released it on purpose. I think mm-hmm. it was unfortunate that she released it, because at the time she was just... Robert Kardashian's daughter. No one really right. knew who she was. Ray J, of course, everyone knew who he was, but they knew her father, but not her. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she released it on purpose. However, it came out though. She it capitalized like a mug from it. Right. Though. Her mama said, "I'm gonna turn this around." And I listen. People can say what they want about the Kardashians. How untalented you want to call them? That they girl that has money. put twelve hundred people on her back from her. Literally her bed. Literally. <laughs> that was a good one, TJ. <laughs> she literally but she put, has. She literally has made millionaire, multi-millionaire celebrities mm-hmm. for everyone in her family and their boyfriends and friends and friends' friends. Like, and all the NBA. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. It was a little that bit. Was okay. <laughs> I love the Kardashians, though. I, I, I like them for their business sense. I love and respect people who are very business savvy. I don't care what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. They're not how many talent. What do they mm-hmm. do? They know whatever they do or don't do, people buy into We're tuning it. in. Exactly. And we're purchasing their products. Exactly. And, and that's the main goal, ain't like it? Mm-hmm. That's the main goal. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, Kim, okay, you know. <laughs> did you see the sex tape? Yes, I did. Did you see the recent picture of Safari? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's your segue? Wow, yes. Yeah, you like that <laughs> Okay, yes. so you saw, I saw the it. Safari nudes. Yeah, they were, you know, you sh- Rolling on Instagram you and suddenly like, wait, hold on, what? what oh, was that? Okay. Exactly. So Safari, do you think he had a PR professional getting them news out? Or do you think this was a move by Safari to put out his new record, honey? I believe he did it on purpose. Why I say that? Because I watched the Breakfast Club interview and just even the way and I understand people being a good, especially as a man, he probably being a good sport about it. I get that. But even just his demeanor was too laxed and 
Like it was all planned out by him. Exactly. And even the word choices that he used during the interview, I understand play on words. I get that. It it, it just to me reeked of you were trying to be controversial some type of way. And mm-hmm. now people are listening to your song. To your new record. And it was charting as well. It's and I was like, very hey. much charting. And I like the song, too. I like it. It's better than his old stuff. I actually have never really listened to much. I've heard maybe snippets here and there, but yeah. Mm -hmm. But I saw the the dance of it prior to the scrolling and seeing what I saw on my timeline. Like, wait, what is going on here? A monster. Right. And keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Wait, no, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. No, why is this on my timeline? Right. Girl, I was at... The locked and loaded event that really? Sunday night, really? getting a text that at the event, you need to look on Twitter. Safari is trending. Check out and see what he's trending about. And I could, in my mind, I'm like, right. what could this nigga be trending right. about? Right. Girl, when I look, I was wow. like, mm. okay, so you think Safari put that on out there because yes. he really didn't explain he didn't. how it leaked. He right. cannot explain. He said something about his Snapchat. Snapchat. He took the video on the Snapchat and they were they were trying to help him out. Like, well, you were sending this to someone privately. They he like, no. to help him. Then what are you doing on Snapchat doing the video? I don't Crazy. understand. I was like, Crazy. okay, Safari, you, you did that on purpose. I, you know, I wanted to be like, oh, I don't know, maybe somebody, you know, what he say, uh, hack <laughs> My iCloud, like right. okay, Safari, okay. And whatever. the and you said the way his demeanor, his disposition, mm-hmm. we didn't believe you, at Safari. All, all. You wanted us to see. You did. I'm I'm wondering why he waited so long. I don't know. Like, okay, he must really like that song. Or something. He must have really <laughs> wanted that song to <laughs> pop, right? <laughs> TJ, TJ, I have truly enjoyed you. For episode nine, and I wish you nothing but the best in all of your future endeavors you. and your current endeavors. And I'll be at the heroin brunch. Yes. Do you have any shout outs you would like to do? Yes, I'd like to shout out my boo, JB. <laughs> hey, JB. <laughs> Put a ring on it. Ah! <laughs> and I'd like to shout out all of my honorees and want to shout out. Everyone who's helped me with the brunch, um, you know, leave it to us events. They have been amazing. I want to shout out to my prayer partner, LaShondra Richmond. She's been instrumental in, you know, making sure I am covered in prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. Another one in the books, Verbally Effective, Episode 9. What they don't know is when you go home and get behind closed doors, man, you hit the floor and what they can't see.